When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends and welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast Group, where like uh, I do every week, I make up a bad joke and then I talk about all things Marvel. Um, obviously, we just know Miss Marvel came out. I've been hyping it up for shoot, months now. I've been super excited and wanted to pump to talk about it. Uh, obviously, don't have Josh with us here right now. We are going to do a full review later. Uh, I think my wife's actually downstairs watching it right now. She might jump on and join us. Josh obviously is going to watch it tonight. I don't know if we'll do it tomorrow or on a regular Monday. We'll kind of see. But just as a special little treat for us and mostly for me to be able to just, I want to talk about it as soon as I can. No biases. Don't want to see anything else that anyone else has to say. So I'm going to jump in. I'm going to spoil episode one of Miss Marvel. I'm going to talk about it. Did it live up to the hype? Is it as, well, my hype. I don't know if it's being hyped in the world, but for me anyway, it was hype. I was excited. Did it, uh, end up living up to what I expected? Let's find out together. Um, spoiler alert, the answer is yes. The answer is yes, I love it a lot. It's super exciting. I uh, chose to watch it before Obi-Wan, so that tells you how excited I was for it. And I think now that I've watched, you know, episode four of Obi-Wan and episode one of this, I like this a little bit better, but that's not to say that I, I love Obi-Wan. I think it's doing a great job. But let's break down, let's jump into it. What, what, am I, what was I excited about, I think, right? First thing was, I was excited about this character. I like the character of Miss Marvel. I think the idea, the concept of a superhero fan becoming a superhero is exciting. And she's like a super fan. She's a, she's a nerd. We you can call her sweaty, whatever you want. She's just like us, right? She listens. She probably listens to Marvel podcasts. I think she even mentions early on that she listens to Scott Lang's podcast, which, first off, that's hilarious. This idea that <laughs> Ant-Man is has a podcast talking about the different Avengers is like uh, probably exactly what would happen in today's world. So it's kind of funny, but she's exactly that. She's just a fan. She's excited. She wants to see these heroes. And to get a chance to do it is cool. We obviously all love the teenager aspect of things. I think Spider-Man is a big reason Spider-Man's been so popular throughout the years. So that reaches into it. And also, I'm a huge fan of the, the teenage... Uh, you'd call it some of them like love dramas or just the whole high school experience movies. The the coming of age stories, I guess, as you would call them. I'm always a huge fan of them. Um, we got a couple of shows on Netflix that I just absolutely love that I thought from the trailers this show was going to be sort of similar to. So going in, I was excited for all that stuff. And plus, she's got some pretty cool powers. I kind of like the way they they took the embiggen is what they call the power, where she like stretches like Mr. Fantastic. But they sort of gave it a sort of a cosmic um, lay to it. So it's similar powers, but it looks cooler. So overall, I like it. I'm not going to complain that it's, it's not comic book accurate, because it's cool. So who cares, really, if it's cool? That's generally my opinion on all these things. So going into it, I was excited. Um, now, what did the show deliver on? What did it accomplish in its first episode? Let's break it down. Um, we'll sort of walk through the episode. It's not always the way I want to break down the episodes, but I think for a first episode, it, it sort of is a cool way to look at it because how did it start, right? What did it 
do to begin the episode to really get us engaged and going. Um, right off the bat, you see it's got a different style to it. The, the way the logo comes up and everything, it's it's very teenager movies of this time with this sort of quirky funness. And it's got comic book cutouts and pages and it looks colorful and bright and exciting. And I was into it. I was like, yeah, you can tell this is going to be fun. It's going to be different. Uh, whereas Hawkeye, I thought, sort of went a little too paint-by-numbers, a little too traditional superhero cliche stuff. So I was excited right from the beginning, just the art style, what was about to happen. And the show keeps that train rolling immediately. She gives like a backstory where she's talking about some comic book blog she has. Probably has probably less listeners than uh, we have on this podcast, but she's still out there grinding, and that's exciting. I like that stuff. And and she explains, and it's kind of cool to to see the world getting fleshed out a little bit, the MCU. I think we all like that stuff. We're getting to learn what does the world perceive what we as an audience have seen, but they weren't there to see, so how do they perceive it? And some of it we learned was from Scott Link's podcast and how he sort of explained that final battle with Thanos and Captain Marvel came in like a like a flying angel and all that stuff and explosions and big, but... It's it's cool, and this idea that we didn't know who was where and what was what, but they're sort of slowly getting stuff out. I think even at one point she mentions at the end of her podcast, like, is Thor a secret gamer nerd? Like, that's a fun little quirk to us, because we obviously know the answer is yes, but, like, are there people out, you know, you can imagine that there is someone who plays video games and goes, dude, I think that was actually Thor, the god of thunder who, like, was bashing me. For like, you know, like he does in the, the movie. He's, I'm Thor, I'll fly over there and, you know, say a fire, whatever. Fire electrocute is what he said. But in your head, you're like, well, is that actually Thor? Because now Thor exists. There's, I mean, there's billions of people on the earth. There's probably tons and tons of people who pretend to be Thor and make threats. But we know for a fact that one of them actually is Thor. So this idea that it's, there's a low-key trying to figure out what is and isn't real is, is kind of really funny to me. I really love that stuff. Um... And they, they do the whole, there's a cute little intro in Colors and Schemes, and she's doing all her stuff, and she, you know, it's, I like that. I like the whole creating a comic, and you meet a friend a little bit, and she's a classic, I wouldn't say a nerd, but a classic not-quite-fit-in-at-school character. It's a little cliche, but I don't mind it too much. She's got the cliche overbearing parents, you know, the overbearing parents, but what I like about them anyway is that they come off sort of likable and like they actually like kind of love Kamal and they're not just doing it for their own selfish jerk gains often shows like this the parents are just oh stay in school do this do this so I can be proud of you so I can show you off to my friends that you're a doctor uh, these parents don't seem like that they genuinely seem like they want what's best for Kamala and they sort of have their own little quirks and they are loving and they're caring but maybe they just don't quite see her need to express herself, and I think we'll learn a little bit about why, because it, it does sort of explain throughout this episode. It gives little hints. But So I thought that was pretty cool. And obviously the premise of episode one is Kamala really wants to go to AvengerCon. She wants to go to the first ever AvengerCon, which, for the record, let's just talk about how cool... Think about how cool Comic-Con is. I know Star Wars stuff podcast, they were just down there... Um, at Star Wars Celebration, and that looked like an awesome time. And I cannot wait until either I get the money or this podcast sort of blows up big enough where I have a valid excuse 
to go to Comic-Con, you know, Comic-Con's sort of fading, and we'll see, there's talks of there being, like, a a purely Marvel sort of Avengers Con as well, so, but uh, those things are cool, but how much cooler would they be if they was real, you know what I mean? Like, how cool would Star Wars Celebration be if, like, Luke Skywalker was a real person that could actually use the Force? Like, how cool would Avengers Con be if Thor literally saved the entire world at one point. And, like, this guy could shoot lightning. Uh, we would celebrate them even more than we do now to, like, a crazy scale. So a true Avengers con, once it got rolling, would be, like, just crazy awesome to go to. But... And they're Anyway, they're sort of doing some all sort of stuff, and uh, I like what's going on. I like the whole idea and then there's at one point she's she's trying to decide her costume and all like nerd stuff i can keep on nerds don't take nerds derogatively because that's what i describe myself as a nerd of multiple things um but she's she really cares about what her costume looks like and these are the kind of things that young people really would care i mean young people there's plenty of people we know right now who like it really love doing cosplay i mean ray loves cosplay right um, Brooke from Star Wars loves doing, loves just some stuff. Colin from Star Wars love. It's a thing. People love to do it. So it's cool that they sort of interpret it and they, the show talks about the little minutiae details of how important it is to get that costume just right. How can I make my costume be authentic but put a little bit of me into it? I was really into it. I was really excited. And as they're having that conversation, they do a, they're like they're spitballing back and forth, and they talk about, yeah, but what if you did like a Captain Marvel, but it's a Valkyrie, and Captain Marvel, but it's a, but it's this or that, so little superhero mashup ideas, and you see the little art graffiti down the background of them moving around. We're gonna have to do an episode about that at some point. Um, if you guys are listening, draw something cool. I don't know if any of us are. I don't know if anybody listening to this has any sort of artistic ability, but if you do, I want to see your mashup idea. Give me a give me a. A Miss Marvel and some of your favorite superhero, mash them up, show me the art, post it on our Facebook group. I want to know about it because to me that was like a cool idea. It's like, oh my god, there's so many like crazy fun ideas that you could throw between just mashing up two superheroes and what would they look like. So all these things are getting me excited for this show. I'm like, oh yes, it has that fun, quirky sort of young teenager vibe, which is exactly what I wanted this to be. Um, Kamala seems like she's tons of fun. She's sort of awkward, but I think she gets it. She's got, she's smart enough to have the snarky comments and stuff, but she's not over over the top with it. It reminds me a lot of, and this is why I was excited for the show, um, I think it's called Never Have I Ever. There's a Netflix show me and my wife watch, we love. And that show, Dash and Lily, is like a, a Netflix like Christmas special show that came out, which was super fun. There's probably some other ones I can't think of, but Sex Lives of College Girls is kind of funny. That's a little bit older, but this vibe of like people coming into their own, but like really showing what different sort of people live life's life. Not this whole I get picked on and bullied and bullies. I don't know, make fun of me for having dead parents and like throw things at me. Like that's not how real life social awkward situations actually occur. So. This is a much more realistic and a fun take on not quite fitting in, trying to figure stuff out, and she has an interest, and she 
that interest to her is more important than school and stuff, which is super true. We all, I cared more about sports than I did about school and stuff, but everyone has their own different things. So Kamala's going through that, and I think this show is doing a great job of representing who she is and what she's experiencing. So to start right off, as the show is developing, I'm already like, man, I'm excited for this show. And episode one, I will bet, is going to be one of my favorite ones because... As we get into it now, we're getting a little bit of hints at the superhero stuff, right? She's packing up some fat bucket boxes for wedding stuff. She sees this cool bracelet. Mom knows what this bracelet is, for the record. I don't. It's very obvious. Mom knows this bracelet. She knows it has some sort of weird power things. So we're gonna find out how and why and what happened. But mom knows about the bracelet. Knows about the powers. They go on a. You know, they're talking about this and that. She can't go to the AvengerCon because she failed her driving tests. Because, of course, she did. I mean, that seems a little cheesy. But it was very funny when the parents came in and they were like, Oh, what, she didn't check her mirrors enough? He's like, No, she hit my car. Like, I don't Oh, now you're going to tell me you wanted her to signal at every single stop? He goes, well, I probably would have. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, what a classic set of parents to just be like, Ah, what? How is it even her fault? But then as soon as they're in the car with just her, they are sort of like slowly needling her a little bit. So a fun dichotomy. And I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cool. I didn't have overbearing parents, so I don't really relate to it. My parents were uh, fuck all doing who knows what. But I heard that it happens. So this this seemed fun. It seemed interesting. It's probably uh, probably more realistic than than what some shows do. But I don't I can't say that for sure. Um, We do get to see her still get to go on these wedding errands, which I think was mostly just to have a a five-minute montage of fun cultural insight. They do a little bit of that, that food, uh, I guess you'd call it food porn, where they're just like showing off, oh, look how delicious this looks and that looks, and then look at these bright-colored dresses and those bright-colored dresses. And it wanted to give us a little bit of cultural insight into uh, this, this Pakistani family, which I hadn't said yet, but if you didn't realize, that's what Kamala is. Um... So that's it's unique, and people like the whole cultural representation. It's not my representation. I'm not Pakistanian. I'm also I don't I don't follow. You know, I'm Christian, so the faith. There's nothing about this that is me, but I still appreciate it. I thought it was cool. I love a good cultural scene montage because it's awesome. I think any culture I you see a they go through Chinatown in a movie. You're like, ah, oh, dude, how cool Chinatown is. To me, this is the same thing. I would love to go to like some sort of market uh, i'd love to go to a pakistani market and just kind of like walk around and see stuff and look at stuff and probably come back with like a bracelet and a kebab and that'd be it but it still looked cool i was excited about it it seemed fun uh the friend for the record i know he kind of gets spliced in and out of this uh he ends up being a lot of the episode but during this scene in particular he's he's great he's a fun fun character he's i i can't tell if he's gonna be a love interest that's it's sort of the weird line we are towing now in culture where for the longest time, everybody always everywhere, if there was a guy and there was a girl and they even remotely looked at each other, it was a love interest. It was just going to be a love interest. That's the way it was going to be. And it seems like we've gone shifted. Now it's like, is there any chance this is going to be a love interest? Because most times shows don't want to do it because they know it's overplayed. I don't know. It looks like Kamala's got... A little bit of interest in the uh, the evil girl too. So I don't know. There was a girl that she meant. So I I can't quite tell. But the friend is cool. He's fun. He's an inventor. He 
has some cool inventions and he's way ahead of his time. I'm excited to see. I didn't look up anything about him. I will between now and the, the full review. So I'm curious if he like means anything, if he's like becomes a head scientist at AIM or something cool. I have no idea and I didn't want to know going into this review. But for a full fleshed out review episode, we are going to look into it. So, um, But he's fine and he's cool. And I like the whole, I said this in the Shang-Chi review as well. I don't know if you remember. Anytime there's a friend that's being loved by the family and then they treat him as if he's part of the family, you got to love that. It's always a wholesome scene. We all have that experience. We've all been to a friend's house who their parents treat us like family and we get to do stuff and they give us leftovers and it's fun. And especially for, like, this family, they didn't want to show these people as, like, the stereotypical, um, you know, meanie foreign parents who demand too much of their kids. And this was a good way to do it, another little a little way to do it. But, of course, Kamal still can't go to AvengersCon. They're still sort of arguing. You know, like, they're not mean parents, but they don't want her to be fantasizing all the time. That seems to be her issue. Is she's always up head up in the cloud thinking about Captain Marvel thinking about being a superhero and how cool it is and she won't live in the reality of doing schoolwork and the stuff that she needs to be doing and they don't want her to go to AvengerCon because of it for the most part um and I I really like this I put a little note here that when she's texting her friend love it it's like the new thing to do is like show text on screen because no one talks anymore no one calls each other and talks, which is how old movies would have done this. They would have called and you would have heard the conversation. So now they text. Well, now filmmakers need to find a way to make that interesting. Well, this show did an awesome job. As they would text, it wouldn't just be like a little speech bubble that had the words. It would be like the street sign would would switch and it would be like dot, dot, dot. And it would just show dots exploding. And then it would have like a little emoji as the sign for a store. And it would have... So everything they were texting was integrated into the signs and the paintings and like the the marks on the road. So if you were watching the environment, you knew what they were texting about. It's a more fun way to do it. I was excited about it just because I think it's like pretty clever. And, you know, that's what you got to do at this point in time. The people are going to text. How do we make it fun? They made it fun. They had the whole scene uh, after that where the brother comes in. Paul's brother, it is the classic, like the older brother is the perfect brother, they love him, blah, 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 and we'll see that he has flaws later and it'll be great. Uh, that's pretty cliche stuff, but he's going to go talk to the parents, he does. They agree to let Kamala go if she dresses like Little Hulk and goes with her dad dressed as Big Hulk. Kamala does what kids do. I can't do that, that's embarrassing, and she's probably right. I mean, you... You want to compromise, but that's a tough one. That's a tough compromise to make, to just be, to be put down in that situation. I can hear, I can hear my baby crying a little bit in the background. So she's, she's already embarrassed of me having this podcast, probably. But, but the scene does a good job of showing that her parents aren't just jerks. Because when she calls them out and she says it's embarrassing, can't do it, and look, the dad's like hurt. The dad is hurt by it. He was excited to go with his daughter to do this thing. He thought it was fun. He he probably is the one who came up with the compromise to the mom. And was like, hey, let's do this and I can do that. And Kamala shot it down pretty hard. And the dad was hurt. And Kamala talks about it later on the roof with a friend that 
it bugs her that she hurt her parents, but that's what kids do. They, you know, they're inherently a little bit more selfish. They don't quite have a concept of how things are going on around them. So she's a jerk, and she did a jerk thing, and that's fine. It's not like a big deal. It's just her being a kid. She does have a cool little fun scene up there with those uh, photon bracelets with her friend. All that stuff's going on. Um, but they come up with a plan B of how they're going to get to this... There's Avengers Con anyway. It's essentially we're going to sneak out. And then, you know, it has a whole little fun, oh, this is how it's going to go, and we're going to leap our bikes off and land on the bus and blah, blah, But it's fun, but essentially the plan boils down to we're going to sneak out and go. The last thing she needs is to complete her outfit. She goes back in the box that she packed up earlier. She finds that bracelet again. It's cool. There was, like, a little hint, a little picture uh, I can't remember the name that they said. She like picks up a picture. Like, oh, that's the person in the same box as the bracelet. Something happened with this bracelet. Somebody wanted to be a hero, did the bracelet thing, and got hurt, got killed. And that's why her parents are being overprotective. Kind of classic, right? I mean, I could, that's what's going to happen in this show. Sorry for spoiling it for you. That's going to sort of be the emotional hutch moment that we're going to see later before they finally accept her as a hero deal with it that's what's going to happen it's not about knowing what's going to happen it's about knowing how well executed it is so we'll find that out but she she does the bracelet she goes to this con um it's cool it's very cool Avengers con looks fun it looks very small it looked very congested it looks like a little small little place jersey city seems like a cool spot they're there they do the party and stuff she changes into her outfit her outfit looks pretty cool i think that's a fun I mean, if you're going to cosplay something, cosplay as somebody cosplaying as something, I think it's kind of funny. And But she puts the bracelet on and immediately kind of has like a, whoa, powers. We see her transfer over to another side, which we learned in Moon Knight. There's sort of multiple afterlives. There's multiple spiritual planes. I don't think they're quite the same as realms from like multiverse, where it's not a different universe. It's It's sort of a plane of existence that exists within this universe. And this is going to be a new one. Another one that's specific to this show. So, I was excited about it. I don't know what it even means. Um, it's probably culture specific. And I'd have to look into it a little bit more. But I'm definitely fascinated. And I hope we get to learn more. But you see her power sort of like courses through her. It's like a blue... Looks a little bit like a cracked up mirror dimension. But it's, it's blue and it's colorful. A little bit Green Lantern-ish. But... Looks way better first off than the Green Lantern. Like it's hard to do a bright green light that like does things. It's just not gonna look good on screen. So this sort of blue, darkish hue looks good. She goes up there for the cosplay thing and accidentally unleashes her powers. But people love it. They're excited. She knocks over an Ant Man head. This Ant Man head, for the record, obeys no physics. Just doesn't obey physics at all. It rolls infinitely it seems like into a million things that thing in real life would have like fallen over rolled like twice two three times stopped that's how well whatever uh it goes crazy thor's hammer comes in and like hits her friend rival rival friend gonna be friend now rival it seems like where they're gonna go she's fine she's sort of like riding on it she goes to fall kamala does the iconic and big and she like reaches out and like a force projection of her like hand extends out and sort of catches this girl before she falls cool 
Kamal's got powers. You know, they hightail it out of there. They get home. Kamal gets given a speech by her mom about, hey, are you going to be a good person like I told you? And we taught you to be. Or are you going like, to spend your whole life living in the clouds? Which is ironic because now she has these superpowers. And they're cosmic. I like that saying. I like cosmic. I think that's fun. I think that's a cool little, like, oh, dude, cosmic. So I'm gonna, I'm excited for that stuff. And obviously, there is a post credit scene. So if you watch this episode, make sure to go watch the post credit scenes. So spoiler alert, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, and you haven't seen the post credit scene yet, uh, well, I could say spoiler alert, but nothing happens. There's a couple scientists... There's always got to be regular people, scientists, hunting down these heroes. They, who knows what. They'll probably get their comeuppance at the end. That seems to be how these things go. But overall, my impressions are I'm excited. As an episode one, to me, this is as exciting as WandaVision episode one was. I was excited. I like the style, the tone. It's different. It's unique. It's fun. But like WandaVision, I sort of fear, as she has her powers... They're going to lose that sort of quirky teenage story thing. And it's going to slowly morph into a superhero show. And it might. And to me, that would be disappointing. But as an episode one, it was exciting. And if the whole show keeps that tone and that fun and that flavor, it's probably going to end up being my favorite Marvel show. It just will. Um, but it's got to maintain it. WandaVision didn't really. And it had some cool things. WandaVision did its whole... And it went a little more towards the mystery, which is fine. And this show doesn't have that. But Hawkeye, you know, had a certain tone to start with. And it, it sort of became a, a more normal, bland superhero stuff. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out what happens. But I'm excited for what's going on. And I wanted to get my excitement out into the world before I started seeing reviews. And I started being told, why oh, it's actually boring and lame. And then you have to start seeing all the articles and all the people complaining about the fact that there's too many female leads and there's too, and I just don't care about that. I just want to be excited about this show and this time and this moment. So that's my review of episode one of Miss Marvel. It's exciting. It's fun. It's different. It's cool. It's quirky. Kamala's going to be loved. People are going to love Kamala. That's something I can feel confident about. Young girls are going to really like Kamala Khan. And she's going to be one of my... I, Going into this, I already knew. I just I knew it was going to happen. I felt confident in it. And episode one keeps me just as confident. So, let's see how that goes. I'm excited for her. I'm excited for this show. I hope it ends up being as, as good as it is. And, yeah, that's it. Stay, stay tuned. Listen to our full review later on. We'll see how many people we can get on to talk about it. It is interesting that it will be at the same time as Obi-Wan. And I think that's a new little direction for Marvel. So we'll talk about that a little bit and sort of why they chose it and if we think it's going to work. And, you know, maybe you'll get to hear a little bit about our thoughts about Obi-Wan. You know, we're pop culture people. We like stuff. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. If you like my review and you, you think it's interesting and you think it's a good way to sell the show to another friend who doesn't quite want to watch it, send him this podcast. Tell him, hey, listen to this guy. He's got a good point. And maybe they'll like, you know, give you one more person to watch shows with. Um, but overall, hope you guys enjoy the review. Hope you have fun. Hope you enjoy the show. Come back every week. We're going to talk about this every week. It'll probably be with Josh. I'm not going to do solos the whole time. But we appreciate it. Like, subscribe, review. Join the Facebook group. Keep in touch with us. Um, if it wasn't for the Facebook group, I would not have known this episode was coming out today. I actually thought it was next week. 
and man, caught me off guard yesterday when I was like, oh, wait, tomorrow's the show because someone had posted something. So join that stuff. Be part of the Facebook group. Be part of the family. Keep helping us grow. Uh, we love you. And until next time, try not to have too much fun.